<laughs> okay, wow. Um, so I guess I'm torn between, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing this quirky thing. How is this happening? What is life? Like that. And just honestly, like, how did this not happen sooner? Like, no one should be surprised. Honestly, if you really know me, this should not come as a surprise. I am so excited to announce Since No One Asked with Jesslyn McCandless. I am your host. I am that annoying voice in your ear. I am the CEO of saying things that nobody asks to hear. I am Jesslyn McCandless. And before I explain to you what this show is and what it's about and what we're here for, I'm going to explain to you a little bit about how we got here. So, story time. When I was finishing up my freshman year of college, I had to set my schedule for the fall semester of sophomore year. And I had to pick a free elective that would not destroy my GPA and would not stress me out and that I would just enjoy. To make a long story short, I ended up in intro to broadcasting where the only thing we really learned in that class besides how to roll a chord and that I'm not allowed to touch most things is how to operate and run a radio station and how to host a radio show. So I vividly remember this. Oh my gosh, I literally feel like I'm sitting there. I'm sitting in this little tiny room that they called the radio room and a girl whose name is Jessie, who ended up being my best friend and roommate after that, but we were both doing our practice shifts together and we were practicing touching the button, saying intros, whatever. And I vividly remember the first time my finger hit the microphone button. I swear it was electric. It sounds so cheesy, but everything changed. It like it took over. I can't explain it. I fell in love with broadcasting. I declared it as a minor in addition to the other things I was studying. I made some great friends. I begged for over a year to get back on air. And all my teachers were basically like, no. And I was like, fair enough, whatever. So a year of broadcasting goes by. I learned how to use cameras. I learned how to roll chords again because I didn't the first time. I am editing videos, whatever trying to be this like techie person all the while I'm getting a degree in social work and I end up being a therapist but more on that later anyways eventually it's halfway through my junior year I'm living with that girl Jessie she's still my best friend now but I get a call and it's my I'm tempted to say boss but he wasn't my boss yet he was just a professor but I get a call from my professor I guess I'll say And he is like, hey, we have this idea. We want to have a consistent morning show every weekday morning from 7 to 9. We think you need to be the host. And I said, I think you need to think again. That's a terrible idea, but I'm so going to do it because it's going to be so fun. There's no way I'm going to do good at this. There's no way this is going to be successful. However, I am totally in. I will be there. Whatever. So (laughs) I jump into this radio show. I... Literally, I can't even, guys, you don't understand. It was so fun. Like, you want to just, if you know me at all, you know the perfect job is me sitting in a room alone talking 
and nobody's interrupting me. I'm just speaking, right? Like, it was so cool. I got to pick out the music. I got to give weather updates. I got to interview guests. The whole nine yards. Anything you think of when you think of a legitimate radio show is what I did. However, it was in Campbellsville, Kentucky. So, and I loved it. I fell in love. It was so fun. Whatever. I graduate college. I go to grad school. I become a therapist. Um, and I'm working at this time, I'm working in foster care and I'm, you know, doing therapy on kids that have been severely abused. And it sounds like when I say it, that I'm the super cool hero. However, I've never felt more mediocre in my life. I had never felt more like my life was meaningless and like, I just was miserable. I was miserable at my job and it wasn't the kids. It wasn't the stress. I'm serious. I have a spiritual gift for doing therapy and here's how I know, like, at five o'clock, when I come home, I don't think twice about my cases throughout the day. And that sounds bad. That may sound heartless, but like that's how I survive. From eight to five, I'm in my groove. I am 110% there for my clients. And then at five o'clock, something magically switches and I can just be Jesslyn again. And I love it. And I really do think that's a God-given um, ability. However, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in the work that I did. And this was probably, yeah, it was December of 2019. COVID hadn't hit the U.S. yet. We weren't sure it was going to be a thing, but I was just miserable. And I was having this like introspective, like, what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of my life? Whatever. You know that thing we all did during quarantine? I did it first. You know, I'm literally the CEO of saying I did stuff first, but I really did. Um, and I just felt miserable. And one of the things I asked myself was, okay, because I'm a fixer. I basically took my therapeutic treatment plan and I was like, I'm going to fix myself. So I was like, okay, when was the last time I felt productive and happy and excited and looking forward to each day? <laughs> Guys, I kid you not, it was when I was 20 years old and doing radio. And I know it sounds stupid and I'm going to be honest. I know I used to talk about Jess in the morning a lot when I was still doing it. But I downplayed how much that show meant to me, if I'm being honest. Like, I was excited about it on social media. I was excited about it when I talked about it. But that did not compare to the joy I felt getting up every day at Odark 30 with my local coffee shop coffee in hand, just be bopping to some, like, Christian jams. Like, I was thriving. I loved it. I had so much fun talking to my guests. I had so much fun tweeting to the different people that would listen to the stupid stories I'd say. Honestly, my favorite part about Just in the Morning is that I would tell stories and then I would forget that I told them and then people would come up to me later and be like, oh my gosh, what you said this morning was crazy. I can't believe you shared that on the air. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I say? <laughs> I wasn't thinking. But I'm serious. It was the most fun and honestly the most meaningful because I am a follower of Christ. I am a Christian. And this is not a Christian podcast by any stretch of the imagination, believe me. But that is something you should know about me. And when I did Just in the Morning, my radio show, there was a lot of Christian content because it was a Christian station. So I would share really raw and real testimonies of things that had happened in my life and verses that had impacted me. And people would respond. And that was just the most encouraging thing. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it made it all worth it. And I miss it. So I was talking to a friend of mine named Clark. I also met him in radio and he was like, so you're going to do a podcast, right? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do a podcast. 
because if I do a podcast, you'll have to edit and produce it because you know I can't. And he was like, right, obviously. And he meant it. (laughs) So here we are. Um, The show is 110% produced and edited by Clark G. Tippett. And I literally just talk into a mic and send it to him and he makes it happen all beautiful for you all. So shout outs to Clark for believing in me and not forcing me, but heavily, heavily encouraging me to do this. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's how we got to Since No One Asked. Um, A quarter life crisis gone right, if you will. So what do you expect from me? What are you to expect from this show? So I am talking all things post-college life. Um, Everyone hypes up that transition from high school to college, and everyone hypes up you know, going through college and adulting and other cheesy, lame hashtags like that. Well, we're going to talk about what's after the cute and quirky wears off. What happens when, you know, adulting and careering is no longer pretty. Um, Because y'all, I'm going to be honest, I'm in the thick of it. I am still laying on the tracks waiting for the train to come hit me. Um, I love reading books by, I won't name drop, but if you ask me, I'll tell you. These authors that talk about, you know, setting the table for your future and using your 20s as the groundwork for the rest of your life. I love those books. I really do. I read them. I own them. I have a whole shelf of them. However, what I hate about them is that they're all written by people that have already done it. They're already married with kids. They're already in their dream job. They're already best-selling authors. They figured it out. They cracked the code. But I want someone to lay on the tracks with me, you know? And since I haven't found that person, I'm going to be that person. And if you're not listening, that's fine. I'm listening. As an external processor, if nothing else, this show will help me get through my 20s with or without you, friends. But I would love to have you along. Um, I've got some really cool things that I'm excited to share. Um, Since graduating grad school, I have navigated heartbreak. I have landed my first job. I have quit my first job. I have dabbled in online dating, and by dabbled, I mean diving headfirst. My favorite thing about me and online dating stories is that I started online dating in the midst of a global pandemic, and let me tell you, the game has changed. So I won't say too much because there's going to be episodes on episodes about my dating life. However, I took a hiatus, if you will, from dating for a couple years, and my intro back into the dating world was through online dating. And let me tell you, it hit me in the face. So I'm going to tell you all the stories about that so that you don't have to do it. In addition to the mistakes I made on my resume, the mistakes I made in interviews, the things I did right. I'm all about celebrating victories. We're going to talk about the good things too. um, Because it's not all bad, but it's not all pretty. You know, some days I... I don't know, I celebrate and I'm super proud of myself and some days I just eat chocolate and watch Dance Moms and cry. And you know what? It is what it is. And you guys, if you choose to, get to be here for every step and misstep of it. Welcome to Since No One Asked with Jesslyn McCandless featuring all the things you did not ask to hear. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you subscribe and review it kindly. Um, If you don't like it, that's fine. No one's asking you to like it, but please don't be too mean. I'm so sensitive and I'm running out of Dance Moms episodes to cry to. 
Um, but yeah, so before I go, I want to give a shout out to a couple important people. First of all, Clark G. Tippett, you're the man, you're the producer, you're the editor, you're the reason this is here. You're the one to blame when everyone gets upset that this is a thing. Also, that girl, Jessie. Um, <laughs> you are my best friend, my confidant, you are my hype woman, and I'm so, so, so thankful that you um, encouraged me to do this. And finally, the most important person in my life, I want to give a shout out to my dad. For those of you that don't know, I was raised by a single dad. I'm an only child. It's me and him against the world. I love him with all my heart. And I remember the day I told him I was going to do a radio show, he was like, this is such a waste of your time. You're going to like ruin your GPA. It's not, it has nothing to do with what you're studying. Why are you doing this? And a year later, he was my very last guest on my very last um, show. And he, I mean, I could not have asked for a funnier, I mean, he really showed up. I'm not going to lie. Like, I get it from my dad. I didn't know I get it from my dad, whatever you want to call this, this essence, this personality, this confidence. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know I get it from my dad. But seeing him behind the mic, I saw, mm, I get it from my pops. <laughs> and yeah. So if you need somebody to blame for why Since No One Asked with Jessalyn McCandless is happening, those are the three people you need to come for. Now, if you're excited, if you're happy I'm here, I need you to go on Twitter and Instagram and follow this girl at it's Jesslyn, at I-T-S Jesslyn, my name, it's me. Follow me, let me know you're here, and get a closer look into the mess that is going to be your weekly message. And once again, thank you so much for being here. I will see you all next week. There's no stopping it.